SBS Radio. In this bulletin, government's childcare reform bill will improve First Nations children's participation in early learning programs. Labor introduces legislation for a National Anti-Corruption Commission to Parliament with the opposition cautiously supportive. Several states are offering Optus customers replacement driver's licenses following the company's data breach. federal government has introduced the anticipated child care reform bill. With child care prices increasing by 41% in the past eight years, the reform looks to cut costs for 1.2 million families with children. The government will lift the maximum subsidy rate to 90% for the first child in care. Minister for Indigenous Australians Linda Burney says this reform will also help get more First Nations children into early learning programs. All Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander children will be able to access 36 hours of subsidised childcare a fortnight from July 2023. That's three to four days of uh, preschool. These changes will will benefit over 6,000 families. The gap between school attendance by Indigenous and non-Indigenous students in New South Wales continues to worsen. That's despite a government commitment to improve outcomes. Just 42.7% of Aboriginal students in years 1 to 10 across the state went to school on most days during semester 1 last year. The alarming findings are from an Auditor General's report which also found more than two-thirds of non-Indigenous students attended most of their classes in the same period. Cashless welfare card will be, uh, the cash welfare cards will be scrapped. The legislation to scrap the cards has passed the Senate in a late night sitting. The Greens and key crossbenchers, including Senators Jackie Lambie and David Pocock, voted with the government to abolish the cards. More than 17,000 people in remote communities were on the cards. The cards quarantined up to 80% of welfare recipients' income. The government will introduce a voluntary welfare income management card instead by March over next year. The government and its supporters have argued that the cashless welfare card is punitive and humiliating. The coalition has claimed the cashless welfare card helped drug and alcohol abuse. The crossbench has raised concerns over the Albanese government's National Anti-Corruption Commission principle that public hearings will only be held in exceptional circumstances. Attorney General Mark Dreyfus has introduced the commission legislation to the lower house today, a bill that will cost $262 million over four years. Ahead of the election on the 21st of May, the Australian Labor Party pledged that if the Australian people gave us the honour of governing this nation, we would repay their trust by returning integrity, honesty and accountability to government. Labor told Australians that if we were elected, we would legislate a national anti-corruption commission this year. Today, we honour that commitment. While Green Senator David Shoebridge says his party supports the bill, he also warns public confidence can only be gained if hearings are held in the open. Uh, what, one of the best disinfectants for corruption is sunshine. 
Public hearings are critical to the work of this National Anti-Corruption Commission. And on behalf of the Greens in the Senate, in the inquiry, we will be working together with this extraordinary bunch of MPs and senators to put as much sunlight as possible into this anti-corruption commission. Meanwhile, the coalition says they support the government's integrity bill and its principle of public trials in exceptional circumstances. Opposition leader Peter Dutton says his party believes the government has got the balance right on public hearings, though negotiations will continue when the legislation is offered to the opposition for assessment. It's the, the commissioner who has all of the details of a particular allegation or investigation before him or her, and that person has the ability to decide whether it would be in the best interest for a public hearing or a private hearing to be held. Uh, there'd be criteria around it otherwise, and uh, I, I believe that that is getting a balance right. Um, I, don't, I don't want a show trial. I, I want people who have committed a crime to go to jail. That's what I want. And I don't want a situation where somebody has their reputation trashed. Health Minister Mark Butler says the federal government is throwing all possible resources into helping protect Australians who had their details stolen in the recent Optus breach. State governments across Australia are offering people caught up in the cyber attack new driver's license numbers and cards. Meanwhile, the coalition is urging the government to waive the fees for new passports needing to be issued following the breach. Mr Butler says the government is working with the Australian Federal Police to recover the data. We're particularly concerned that only in the last 24 hours did we learn of the breach of Medicare data. So we're working hard to to um, develop strategies for a response to that, as government has been, for example, for some time in relation to passport numbers, as state governments have been in relation to driver's licence numbers. Motorists should not see an immediate spike in petrol prices with the fuel excise pause expiring at 11.59pm tonight. There are fears prices at the Bowser could jump more than 20 cents a litre as the cut concludes. But the federal government says the hike shouldn't happen overnight due to 700 million litres of petrol having already been purchased by retailers beforehand. Assistant Treasurer... Assistant Treasurer Stephen Jones told Sky News the Australian Competition and Consumer Commission is monitoring the cost of petrol to ensure motorists are not gouged. There should be no reason at all for petrol stations to immediately be jacking their prices up over the next 24 hours. We expect at least a week uh, in city areas and longer in regional areas before those inventories are drawn down and they have to be replaced with new fuel. Russia is claiming victory in a controversial referendum in four Russian-occupied areas of Ukraine. Authorities in Moscow say people living in those areas have voted to join Russia, and the results are pointing towards support for annexation, perhaps not surprisingly given that armed officials went door-to-door collecting votes. Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky says the referendums are nothing more than an attempt to steal the territory of another state and erase the norms of international law. There is only one way to stop this all. First, it's a complete isolation of Russia in response to everything it does. A state cannot remain a permanent member to the UN Security Council with the right of veto if such a state is waging a genocidal policy right now. It's keeping the world one step away from a radiation disaster. And uh, at the same time, to keep on strengthening with nuclear strikes, Russia should be excluded from all international organizations. 
The Danish Prime Minister says the possibility of sabotage cannot be ruled out for leaks in the Nord Stream gas pipeline. Three leaks have been confirmed in the two Russian gas pipelines running under the Baltic Sea, two in Nord Stream 1 and one in Nord Stream 2. Prime Minister Metu Frederiksen, Frederiksen says it's a serious situation and one authorities are working to get to the bottom of. We can at least not rule out the possibility. It is too early to conclude anything, but it is an extraordinary situation. It is an unusual situation and there are three leaks, even with some distance between. And therefore it is difficult to imagine that it would be a coincidence. But it is too soon to conclude yet and therefore we are viewing this with the utmost severity. Back home, Queensland is setting a renewable energy target of 70% by 2032. Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk unveiled the state's new energy policy in a social media post saying it's about cheaper, cleaner and secure energy for Queenslanders. Queensland had previously been aiming for 50% for 2030. Ms Palaszczuk on Monday announced Queensland's plans to build the largest publicly owned wind farm in Australia. State Emergency Service has issued an, emer- an emergency warning for the Etnuga Dam in South Australia, which could be on the verge of bursting. The privately owned dam is about 400 metres from a town in Adelaide Hills. Texts and emergency warning messages are being issued for nearby residents who are being urged to prepare their families and homes for flooding. For the latest updates, consult the SES website www.ses.sa.gov.au. And to sport, former Matilda's player Alicia Canavas has been caught in a carjacking attempt with the moment caught live on radio. Canavas was in her car while she was being interviewed on SEN's The Global Game by Sydney FC great Alex Brosk when she started screaming. Listeners were left confused, but a tweet by The Global Game soon cleared things up. It read, To all who heard Alicia Canavas on air, she is okay, a scary situation which she has managed to get herself out of. We thank you, we thank everyone for their concern. Fellow footballer Lisa Devana confirmed the news, replying to the tweet saying Canavas was indeed hijacked by people trying to break into our car. Now having a look at the weather around the country, Broome a sunny day, top of 34, Perth mostly sunny, 26 degrees, Adelaide partly cloudy, 17, Melbourne showers easing, 16 degrees, Hobart shower 216, Albury Wodonga cloudy, 17, Canberra showers 17, Wollongong similar conditions, 19 degrees, Sydney showers 21, Newcastle showers easing, 23 degrees, Brisbane showers 25, Townsville mostly sunny, 29, Cairns partly cloudy, 31, Alice Springs mostly sunny, 34, Darwin showers also, 34 degrees, and the Torres Strait Islands a partly cloudy day and a top of 31 degrees. And that is NITV Radio News. Want to hear more stories like this? Listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from. 